Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hello everybody, welcome back for another episode of my podcast. Um, this week, um, not much changes as usual, um, but just some work with, uh, newsworthy things I'm going to talk about. Um, nothing much on Monday, but Tuesday, um, from as far as uh, my uh, notes concerned, uh, Japanese economies continue to be declining and stay in recession. I think that's the third quarter, so it's not doing well. The pandemic hit it uh, even harder than it's supposed to be. Um, then uh, Wednesday, I think most people have uh, also heard about it, especially on US news and possibly on YouTube as well. Um, Apple become the first $2 trillion company. Uh, and I will talk a bit more about that. And um, Thursday, we got a jobless claim back. Uh, basically, it came back down to uh, up to a million last week. Uh, we were dropping below one million mark for the last two, three weeks or so. And Friday, uh, and of course, it's the Tesla's turn. And the share basically gone above the $2,000 mark, so I understand. And uh, Elon Musk become the fourth richest person uh, in the world, I believe. That's behind Bezos and uh, Microsoft Bill Gates and uh, I think... Um, uh, Warren Buffett or something, but uh, he's definitely getting got very very rich out of this uh, pandemic stuff. And then obviously the um, Saturday just gone yesterday, TikTok is going to challenge uh, Donald Trump about his executive orders uh, stopping it um, operating in US. Um, basically, just just stuck to this week first. Two two big things that come in that just like I said before is the Apple and the Tesla here. Um, both of them fantastic company. But uh, I've said it before, and part of my uh, portfolio, um, some portfolio basically tracked these two shares now, especially uh, uh, at the Tesla. And it just a bit got me scratching my head as well, why these two companies continue to move up with the world still, you know, how it more or less still, still uh, under lockdown in some sort. And um, with um, the spike between the US and China, and then you know, uh, now lately with uh, US trying to get Iranian um, snapback sanction back up in, in into play against Iran and stuff like that. With the world sort of in chaos and so many things are happening, and then these two particular big companies, service company, one is selling a uh, phone and computer services, digital services. The other one is Tesla selling cars, and just suddenly, um, okay, Tesla also have the background with SpaceX and maybe artificial intelligence, you know, self-drive kind of thing. This two company just gone. As far as I'm concerned, when I look back onto the shares themselves. You look at them and then look at the whole curve you know, back to as many years as you can and especially for this year basically it's just more a parabolic move and as far as I'm concerned it's just like it's, uh, can, asking this question can this kind of thing be sustained but it's also it's a good um, uh, exercise and also examples of how trend following actually works and how it got to benefit you guys uh, or traders out there um, the ba- basic emphasis is this I mean the for whatever your view is, including my view, it means nothing when the market say it's going certain way and it goes certain ways. In the case of let's say Tesla, it's been one of the most short company before. Uh, I think two years or so ago, and uh, when it break there was like one thousand mark, now it's gone to two thousand mark. And lots of people shorting it. There was a lot of short reco- uh, covering, and then I think that forces it uh, suddenly short up to a thousand mark a thousand US dollar mark and then come down again and then just continue going back up again so 
Uh, similar thing for Apple. We have this year. We're thinking, okay, the supply chain in, in China is going to hurt everybody, especially in the West. And Apple, of course, have uh, many of its component assembly over there. In China, obviously, in general, with the lockdown and then a lot of its sales of Apple phones and so forth. Uh, suppose we um, so uh, around the world, you know, uh, because of the lockdown uh, uh, effect, it should suffer significant. Um, um, problems with the finances, with the sales and so forth, but it didn't, as it shows itself, you know, last, last week, you know, became the first $2 trillion company. Um, but this is this type of thing that's, that's useful to actually say, you know, all the things I just said the last two, two minutes or so, it's basically like a market doesn't care about what you and I think, and just go and do something itself, you know. But a large market is a big ball, as far as I'm concerned, each one of us is really like a sardine. A little fish in the big fast market of the stock market, the C market, with um, all sort of different type of big predators and fish and everything running around. And we just, you know, as a, if you have seen this, a ball of sardines that uh, so natural um, uh, uh, world or something on on BBC or on uh, on YouTube, you see the, you know how a ball of fish can move certain ways as if they have the brains, even though they are individual fish in itself inside of this ball of fish. So same thing similar for, for this um, for trading at the moment. It's how for Apple and Tesla, the consensus, the ma- fast majority of consensus around the world say this two company is worth you know X amount. It's much more than what the fundamentals or you know, you and I sit down with a cup of tea thinking logically you know, how the company actually can benefit uh, from current situation, either either good or bad, and then you project something you're thinking towards what the pr- share price should, should reflect. But the market basically say, well, basically to uh, put two fingers up to your uh, fundamental analysis, so to speak, and then just go on whatever one way, basically just power body move, um, especially this year for these two company. We've suffered heavily with the in March when it's uh, suddenly drop. And then with the U.S. Fed dumping loads of money into the the, the financial market, um, and and being U.S. dollars dominated, um, basically the reserve currency and flooding the market around the world and also other uh, financial institution in the world um, economy and the government also pumping loads of money into the financial systems. This too, uh, shares seems to have benefited the most. And um, it just say that it doesn't matter what you think, what I think, the share just got to run and run do its thing. So as a part of you who are trend following, the the um, the, uh, the way I look at it is more like, um, I think somebody used that before in Asia, and I just uh, try to just piggyback on what they say. Basically, the share market is very much like a, like a car or a train going in a certain direction. Um, you and I may be uh, like fundamentalists or analysis, whatever, and then just stand sometime in front of the train and say, hey, there's a cliff in front of you. Uh, and then the train and the bus just continue. It doesn't care until, you know, the party stops. We have that in 2003, 2007 and stuff when everybody is so elated and say, wow, the stock market is the best place or the property market is the best place. Now it's, uh, you're looking at the gold market as well. Um, it just sort of... Um, difficult to actually, you know, if you stand in front of this bus and you don't um, jump away when they try to hit you, um, you get crushed. So those people who has been shotting Tesla or even tried to do something with Apple will have get hurt quite badly uh, lately. Uh, but then also all those people with the fundamental analysis, just like, you know, looking at these two shares in, in all, so to speak, why the hell these shares uh, continue going up and up 
and as if you know the pandemic, which has a lot of business, a lot of business closing down around the world, and many people losing jobs. These two companies just continue to go up with just scratching your head. And so for trend following wise, we basically just say, okay, fair enough. This is what's actually happening to the share price, and don't look at the fundamentals. And that is where it's come from, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this is a good uh, training, kind of speaking, a good example that tells you, you know, when the share price goes one way, stop arguing the market. Do not argue with the tape, like Jesse Livermore say, you know, years ago, back in the the uh, 1950 or 1920s, kind of, you know, when the first big bear market in in history in, in America was noted when he makes what, two millions out of that or, or three millions out of that that uh, tobacco over there. Uh, back in year twenty uh, nineteen twenty seven or something, um, yeah, don't stand in front of the of the uh, tape, ticket tape, and don't stand in front of us. If the market want to go certain way, let it be. Either uh, you stand as our joiner party. Yes, there may be a cliff. You know, all of us are thinking the the share cannot or whatever company things like this going up in a power body move cannot last. But while it's going on, what is the point of you standing aside? Even though it's fair enough, you said you save your money, but just hoping you should have been on on the on the trade, on the why or on the wave, so to speak, and uh, wishing you have made the money or just buy one 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 share of those this or whatever money your amount to have, you know, put on those two shares and make money while the the share price is gone parabolic and you're riding it, and um, this is the power of trend following that you don't really care what you and I think. You don't really care what the market fundamentalists, you know, analysis think, or even technicians think. The share price, the price action, the price movement itself is telling you, uh, co- uh, cooperatively, but people around the world think these two share prices are going up and up and up. It doesn't matter even if, you know, maybe there's some other uh, bad things might be happening around the world that can, you know, stop these two company in its track or uh, progress, you know, uh, you know what I mean? But in the meantime, while the party's going on, you know, enjoy the parties. Jump onto the bandwagon, make some money, and with the with the right um, stop loss. And I, try, I use trading stop loss. You uh, using the ATR system. I, I use, and basically just you know enjoy the party. Take take it. Take the money. This people talk about it back in two thousand three thousand seven. Uh, yeah, lots of people call out the the bad things that may happen around the corner. But many people at the same time was enjoying. Um, Champagne, so to speak, you know, the champagne dinner, eating loads of, you know, for having fantastic food and having loads of money and then driving Ferraris, I think, out of the stock market. But, you know, as you and I know what happened after the party, you know, basically we, the, the, um, the general public, you know, uh, the taxpayer got holding the baby, so to speak. Uh, but while the party is going on, it's very difficult for people to give an alternative, different view that is different from the market and the share price of these two companies just continue to go up. And uh, I'm, I'm sure one day they probably do some correction, maybe something heavy, like back in March, that kind of thing. But who knows? Nobody knows when that will happen. So these two, I'm taking these two as a particular example, is to say when the trade is moving in certain direction, when the trend is established, do not stand in front of it. You either join the party or stand aside. Otherwise, you get crushed. You try to uh, short this type of shares and you think, oh, this type of share has gone too high, too much, because that's your thinking or your analysis or your thinking. No, don't don't even think about that. I mean, look at me. I try to think, you know, Tesla gone too much, but I caught it up quite, quite early on, but still continue to go. And now, now we also see Apple as well now. And, um, you know, there are probably some other shares running around or some metals or 
um, maybe you know if you look at the US dollar against the Chinese yuan, it's been shorting all the time. I mean, Chinese yuan is strengthening against US dollar, and it's been doing that past like, three four months. It this this might continue for a while, but it might it it, it but all good thing comes to an end when this musical passing the parcel you know gain at the end of the day when it stopped then everybody get hurt when the music stops and there's no difference back in you know 2003 2007 you know, that that kind of thing and um, problems is always gonna raise its ugly head so these two I'm basically just use as a um, you know, good example basically you know del- delve into the type of things that you know um, um, fundamental analysis is good but um, when um, the market doesn't go your way and you're just looking at it on the sideline, either you jump on board or you don't jump on board, it's up to you, but don't stand and go against this company, you get crushed. Your com- your account, your training account will totally get uh, decimated and killed. And the other thing that I missed last uh, the week before is, uh, not sure if you uh, heard that, um, I think you probably read it, that the Chinese uh, president, Xi, actually said, you know, um, to the Chinese people, stop wasting food. And it might be a bit of a joke kind of thing. Some people take it, you know, not you know, very lightly. But I personally feel that um, China is um, basically foreseeing some sort of issue. Uh, yes, wasting food is not just a Chinese issue. It's people around the world, especially the developed world. Uh, the amount of food that we wasted, uh, kind of food, I'm just looking at our fridge, how many times we had to throw food away. Uh, not well, let alone the food that we cooked, maybe too much as leftovers, and we've many people around the world have no food to eat. That's that's one thing. But also, what uh, the alarm bell that's been sounded is China with 1.7 billion people, I believe, uh, with the leader actually saying, you know, they you know conserve your food, don't waste them. Uh, it has a hidden message, as far as I'm concerned, that China may be facing, uh, foreseeing possibility of lack of food, and just telling its people to you know tighten its belt, stop wasting money, stop wasting food on things that you know there may be something coming up you know, that is seen in the in the world market as well as on own internal market to find that you know a lot of food that it needs might not be readily available. Look at I mean uh, U.S. There may be a uh, trade deal for uh, you. You can say that uh, U.S. is forcing China to buy so many products and all these agricultural, including uh, you know uh, soybeans, pork belly, you know uh, fishery and so kind of thing as well as uh, yeah, um, um, technology stuff or whatever, mechanical machines or something. But on the food front, um, even if China buy everything, which is gladly to, because remember before the pandemic, they have the uh, uh, the the pig swine, yeah. Um, uh, issue from uh, Africa. I think that's what it is. African swine uh, flu, isn't it? And a lot of pigs got got killed. They had to buy some more uh, meat anyway, a uh, pork, uh, from around the world. And of course, it uh, also have. Uh, um, I think in it's still happening at the moment. It's just not being reported. It's in uh, India, Pakistan, uh, East Africa, those kind of places, with the lucas running around, you know, and it's uh, eating a lot of. Agricultural uh, field and product and leaves and stuff, and then you know, they're having having a uh, quite a bit of problem. It hasn't been talked about much. It has been sort of noted before the pandemic, but then, of course, the pandemic sort of uh, taken over on the news front, taken over. Uh, but the the challenge is still there. That there is a possibly a lack of food produce this year, with the fight between different countries uh, about you know who should buy, what should do, what kind of thing, and the trade war U.S. and China and. U.S. with uh, 
its own allies in Europe uh, with uh, Canada, with uh, Mexico or Venezuela, other people, or Iran or something. Um, on the food front, that you know, there might be not enough food to uh, basically have it for uh, each country to have it themselves. Um, you, we've seen uh, quite a lot of food wasted. Um, in U.S., probably be reported because the the way they produce food, one one stream is for uh, people who are for you and I, you know, the the residential, the consumer, so to speak, uh, who just you know just buy small packs and just go go home and, and cook them. The other one is to you know big packets and uh, frozen food and for basically restaurants and hotels and air, air, airlines, so kind of thing, and ship shipping companies. They are not being used up. And so a lot of those one does for the industrial use, yeah, so serving the, the servicing the, the industry, the McDonald's, what kind of things like that. They are not being, you know, being used and therefore uh, the cost is actually gone down and it's not easy to move from um, uh, packaging, move from supplying the, uh, the hotels and other big companies and services and actually to, uh, to the supply chain to, for example, supermarket. So a lot of food has been wasted and, um, for example, potato. I read about it in BBC News. Uh, US waste a lot of potatoes because you know the consumer side is taking up a lot of snack, but it's not enough to take all the snack out of the uh, the business side that actually supply the the hotels and restaurants and, and stuff like that. And a lot of the potato has been you know basically just put it back into the earth, so to speak, and wasted, not being sold. And um, this so it's caused an issue. Uh, in U.S. itself, but what about other part of the world? You now, China's can just go and buy some more from Brazil or you know U.S. or something, and uh, other Southeast Asian com- uh, countries. But you know, um, it has got lot of mouths to feed. So it's all of this one, Chinese government uh, out of uh, President Xi is saying there is issue. They definitely have found. I think there's some news in China that saying the some uh, food storage facility in China when the uh, executive, uh, the officers go in and check the food level and stuff, they found the food has been mixed with some dirt or something like that, so people has been stealing food or something, selling the market or some stuff like that. You know, there's things that is going on in China. And um, uh, I'm, I'm sure that the Chinese government heard something and basically just tell these people to, you know, to watch out what you actually eat and don't waste food, that kind of thing, especially the last five or oh, ten years or so, or twenty years anyway, that, you know, the living standard of China, middle class and the low class as well, actually have gone up and there's a lot more spending money and then therefore, you know, able to eat some uh, more more succulent, more useful, healthier food. I remember when I was a child, when I was in China from Hong Kong, uh, getting uh, maybe a duck or chicken or pork, you know, is being rationed, you know, you get a, a ticket, food, Food, um, food ration ticket that you're only allowed to buy a certain amount, including oil, rice, clothing, sugar, housing per month. Okay, that's per household. But now, so long as you got money, you can buy whatever you want. You know that that type of changes has changed a lot for the last twenty years. So, um, so just like the rest of the world, China has been slowly wasting a lot more food than. Uh, than it's before, and just like a lot of developed country, and wasting loads of food. And um, this this time, I think this is something that worth watching out for. And I've been saying this before near the start of the year. I say watch out the food supply. At the moment, still pigs prices and uh, uh, beans, soybeans prices and all and grains are quite low and continue to come down. But I think that might be something that worth watching out those markets, the the grain, the soft grain market to actually look at. 
you know, those kind of uh, prices, uh, it might be something to, to watch out for that there may be some sort of, you know, sudden move back up uh, if we found around the world that suddenly not enough food and then uh, those a lot of countries not you have to ex- import from somewhere else and just not enough to go around so just just my view anyway i think it's something that worthwhile to to uh, to to bring it up i think it's uh, it's some sort of signal just just watch how it could be useful for those people who trade on the grain market or belly porks that kind of thing uh, area uh, soybeans, uh, etc. But just uh, something worthwhile. Anyway, uh, next is um, anyways my uh, update of my uh, weekly portfolio. Okay, so for this week, basically uh, Apple, as I said earlier, is just uh, continued to be buy across the board. Uh, it's going to be parabolic, and we know now it's worth two trillion as a, a cap company cap. So uh, short term, medium term, long term is a buy. And just see how long it takes it to go, maybe three trillions, four trillions now. Well, maybe the party goes the other way, who knows. But at the moment, everybody's happy. And the bandwagon is continuing to go. It's supposed to go and it's on the buy side of things. So Apple is short, medium term, long term is a buy. Uh, Amazon itself, similar as last week again, similar as Apple, is just short term, medium term, long term, so a buy as well. Doing pretty well. Next is US dollars against uh, Australian dollar against US dollar. This one's getting boring now. I mean, same as a couple of weeks ago and a couple of months ago, and just continue to you know side trade so to speak, so to speak. And it's just um, it's still on the um, buy side, so short, medium, and long term still buy. But um, it has reached um, 0.72 mark uh, a bit more and then come back down again because the US dollar is weakening. It's gone down to like. Uh, near close to the you know 92 area, uh, uh, but it snapped back up to 93 at the moment. So uh, U.S. dollar index. So uh, sort of like pause the move of the Australian dollar strength a bit, um, but it's just more or less still on the sideways trade. So we just um, nothing different from last week. It's a buy across the board for Australian dollars against U.S. dollars. Next is Brent crude and U.S. crude both basically short term is a buy. For both Brent crude and um, the, um, U.S. WTI uh, uh, crude oil, but uh, medium term is different. Though for Brent crude is uh, buy still medium term, but uh, crude oil same as last week uh, as neutral, and then long term for both of this uh, crude oil and uh, um, Brent crude and then WTI is neutral again. So you see a slowly, very very slowly uh, rise of those two, these two uh, oil products, so to speak. And um, it's not uh, doing terribly, you know, much, but you tick up a little bit per week, tick up a little bit per week, and it just, uh, you know, can't continue. Um, we just basically keep an eye on it. Next is DAX and in um, in the um, Europe. Um, short term is a buy, um, medium term is neutral, and long term is a buy. Next is Dow Jones, as I said before, um, it same as last week, uh, obviously, it's just um, continue to be by short term, medium term, long term. Um, it's still having a bit of issue after it has, you know, um, sort of touches the uh, 20 day moving average a couple of times, and then it's tried to go back above uh, 28,000, but just stall, and it just won't go up, so it's like stuck between this, I think, 27,000 mark to uh, you know, 28,000 mark, between this 1,000 points, just up and down, up and down, just gone sideways. Um, but as far as I'm concerned for my analysis, it's still good, even though it's some of store a bit, but it could be just uh, getting ready for the next bit of bounce. I I think if it's follow um, 
the S&P 500 as well as the Nasdaq in America. Uh, Dow Jones, if it's follow through, I think most likely, minimum of what I expect at the moment is to reach its previous high, about 29,500 area. But that's just my view. I mean, the market might do something else as far as trend for concern. The market is still, st- the, your system telling you, the market is telling you to buy, so you just continue to buy. So short term, medium term, long term, it's a buy for Dow Jones. Next is FUSI, medium term, um, okay, it's changed, uh, short term has changed now from last week buy to sell. It's very, you know, volatile at the moment, and uh, medium term is still neutral, long term is still a sell. So, um, yeah, for FUSI in UK, it's changed from buy to sell this week. Um, gold um, is a sell for short term, medium and long term still a buy, so uh, it's jittery again, uh, gold, it came back down, of course, you know. Last week or so, came down below the 19,000 mark, and this week, it tried to go back to uh, 2,000 mark. I think it's briefly ch- touches it and come back down again. And so it's not, uh, it's stuck between 2,000 and 1,900, that kind of area, and it's just go up and down, up and down there. And of course, the U.S. dollar index have something to uh, say about it, but I think mostly uh, other people start to see uh, the, what you call, um, gold price have gone up uh, about 30% this year or so. Um, people start noticing it and uh, continue to uh, buy into it. So we just have to wait and see uh, where does it uh, where it goes next, so to speak. Next is uh, Hong Kong index. Um, short term is now changed to buy from last week. Medium and long term is still neutral. So this one, um, if you look at the chart for Hang Seng Hong Kong index, it still have an uptrend, and it's uh, uh, the support is not broken. So we just wait and see. But as far as uh, trend falling concerned, short term is changed from sell to buy last week. There's quite a significant move from I think on Monday, and then it's just uh, come back down a bit at the moment, but still uh, in the buy area. So we're just continue to buy. But medium term neutral uh, is neutral. So it's long term is neutral. Next is Nasdaq US. Um, this one just continue. Um, it um, basically buy across the board, just like down Joe. So short, medium term, long term is a buy. So continue to stay the course. Uh, next is uh, Nikkei, two five five, two two five. I think at least uh, from uh, Japan. Short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. So this one got a bit of sideways at the moment, but it's uh, still short term and long term is still a buy at the moment, as far as I'm concerned. Silver is following big brother in gold. It's um, basically have a lot of fluctuations. And then, yeah, short term is a sell, medium long term is still a buy. Uh, next is the US dollar against Chinese yuan. Like I said earlier, um, this is basically haven't changed for about mo- two months or three months, probably about two months ish. Uh, it's basically just uh, showing that the Chinese yuan against US dollar slowly strengthening is going up and up and up. So it takes less Chinese yuan to buy US dollars. Um, so it's not good for China export wise, but China has learned its lesson from back in 2007, 2008, when its uh, main export uh, area in Europe as well as um, uh, America, America and around the world has sort of shuttered due to the, the um, supply market issue. And so it's tried to do a lot more, you know, uh, internal sales, you know, internal consumption kind of thing. But um, basically the strengthening of a Chinese one is good for, you know, purchasing power, so to speak. But would it um, good for services and other things, export and stuff? I don't know yet. So, but as far as market is concerned, it's telling us uh, you should continue buying to a Chinese one uh, against U.S. dollar. Uh, next is U.S. dollar against Japanese yen. This one have changed short term wise. 
and uh, to sell from buy last week, and then uh, medium and long term still sell at the moment. So basically across the board is sell. So there's some jittering in the market around at the moment in Southeast Asia. And so the Japanese yen is strengthening a little bit against US dollar, not much, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a sell across the board for Chinese, uh, so US dollar against Japanese yen. Next is British pounds, uh, again, Japanese yen, British pound against US dollars. Same as last week or three weeks or so, I think about four weeks now. Um, basically, short term, medium term, long term are all buys. So, even though, with uh, well, for me, basically, the last couple of weeks, more like uh, the A level result, uh, the week before A level result last, uh, this week, I think, it's the GCSC basically uh, result from uh, the students. Uh, national examination result it's just uh, U-turn government the way that they um, calculate things but that's just education side but economics wise nothing much has changed seems everything seems okay uh, house having a spat with Europe to try to uh, divorce itself from Europe um, there's not much of a deal still having problem with China but seems to be getting a lot more cozier with uh, US so um, US dollar um, the, uh, sorry, the British pound seems to be more you know, strengthened against the US dollars and against the, the Japanese yen, so we just have to continue to track them. So it goes. Next is Bitcoin. Um, short term, medium term, long term is also a buy. So Bitcoin is a bit disappointing as far as I'm concerned. It broke back, I mean, from the 9600 uh, area, which I say so long as it's above, it's just it should be a buy, but I would expect it to be a um, slow move continue to go up but it didn't and it just basically tried to raise his head above the 12,000 mark but it's been you know, shot back down again uh, still a buy at the moment but um, it's gone a bit of sideways trade so um, worthwhile to see how where it goes so it's just tracking a little bit like gold and silver if uh, you ask me next is uh, TLT uh, iShare 20 ETF uh, short term is a sell medium is neutral long term now turn to the buy so as far as I'm concerned, because the mean stock market is say um, um, roaring, so to speak, you know, going up as expected, and basically people are coming out from uh, uh, the bond market. But we just had to wait and see the bond yield still relatively low. So it's either the bond is telling me something, something is wrong, or the stock market is telling everything is great. But you and I know, uh, especially those with job or without jobs, that they got got uh, get uh, make redundant. Um, Time is tough at the moment in the actual market. Your your job, my job, probably is you know not as safe as before. There's uh, you know end of government helps from around the world, and uh, October is coming. And as far as I understand, there's a lot of you know um, whatever benefits that the government around the world has been helping, especially airline, you know, to follow on those people and put keeping them on books. Airlines are not flying much, and um, what happened to those people that have been furloughed? If the government stopped giving the assistance, you know, the U.S. have tried to give you know some more money out for those people who are still on a jobless claim. Um, you know, instead of six hundred dollars per week down to maybe four, four hundred or something. But you know, this um, it's nothing better than actually having a job. And when those benefits stop, which will the government can only spend so much, help so much. And that will cause an issue. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the bond market overall has been proven relatively, you know, good. But the other thing has been, um, um, other thing you need to watch out for this bond market is the, um, the U.S. government has always been playing tricks with the bonds. Okay, they make it really, really 
you know, bad outside other places and make people jump into the bond market. Well, actually, that means the cost is low because lots of people want them, and therefore the yield, the interest rate they have to pay is very, very low. So, very, but I can borrow cheaply. Um, against, let's say, some other country in Europe, for example, uh, it's got negative rate. Um, you are still, you know, the dollar still give us some, at least some money back, so to speak. But um, it's as far as I'm concerned, U.S. government probably playing tricks here. So uh, we one day suddenly there will be a big, big drop in the bond market. And uh, at the moment, I think yeah, just just be wary of these two market. The stock market saying everything is happy, but you and I know on the ground, um, don't feel it that way. And then the bond market, there's a big hoo ha, you know, it's going on. Everybody jumping into the bond market, and even though the the yield is so low. It just significant it's basically telling you historic wide that I means something isn't going on so it sort of matches what we feel in those in the market but uh we've historically the u.s government play tricks and this is what the Ch- asian people call it uh, especially in china and uh, hong kong you know financial piracy this is what the western world especially here in u.s uh, basically the u.s government go play tricks and basically rob people around the world to help it to balance the balance so to speak so watch out for that you know if the bond market suddenly you know collapse and the yield increases and the price drop down get held out you can go in later on but so at the moment uh, short term wise telling you to get out medium term is still neutral long term is still buy so we just uh, wait and see but do watch out next uh, last but not least is tesla which i talked about before um uh, and it's by across the board, like I said initially, when I first um, introduced it about a month ago into this uh, sample portfolio, I thought, you know, uh, the share uh, Tesla just got too, I mean, too much of a power bottling move. Now, Apple is doing similar thing as well. Um, but the party is it's not stopping. The musical chair is still going on. Yes, the the past parcel is continuing, and just the share is continuing going up. So as far as trend following is concerned, it's buys uh, changed from last week already. So this week again continue to buy. Um, how long will the music last? Who knows? But as far as trend following is concerned, we just get get on it. But do watch out your stop loss in the market turn. Get out. And the other thing I forgot to say is in the market turn for both Apple and Amazon. Do not, please, do not marry your position. If the price is gone and touches your stop loss, I hope you have a trading stop loss. Please, please, please. Trading at the moment is nothing to do with getting the right trade and make millions out of dollars. The money here is actually what what you need to think of is what Robert Kiyosaki said. It's not how much money you made, it's how much money you keep. You might be feeling very rich at the moment, having these two shares in your portfolio and thinking loads of money is in your pocket, great. But watch out when the when the things turn, when the wind turns, you better jump and jump quickly. Do not marry to these two companies. If the price is or any a, 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 any share price or any uh, forex exchange or any gold coins you might have, did, uh, if the price collapses an area and touches your uh, predefined stop loss, get out. And if continue to go down, short the bugger, short the bugger, and uh, make money that way as well. Okay. And this is basically my update for this week, and I will speak to you next week. Bye for now. Have a nice week.